Real Estate Radio. This is Byron Lazine, your host, One and Company at William Ravis Real Estate. Uh, our co-host, I think, is MIA. He just dropped off. He was here a minute ago. Pat Kenny, of course, Barnum Plans. He'll join us as he usually does. He'll make his late entrance. He's the he's the uh, such a star. He just shows up when he wants. Uh, here he is. We've got Pat back. I was I was on my own schedule. I apologize. Yeah. Well, I saw you and then I didn't see you. And you know what else I'm trying to see is I'm trying to see that Hartford Current article that you sent me, but of course I can't see it because it's the Hartford Current. Oh, they're gated. All right. It's a it's doing to. a disappearing act on me like like you just did. Mm. I can see the Market Watch article because they don't, uh, you know, they don't block your content, their content. Even even for Connecticutans, which the, seems a little a little unnecessary. The Market uh, Watch unemployment numbers, but I can't see the the casino one. I think that one was about the casino, the Hartford Current, right? There's actually yeah, there's there's two different current articles I sent you. One was about the casino, and one was about the economic damage in the whole state. Right, so just because we had talked about the casino, and this is one of the more more recent ones, the uh, basically the battle that they're in right now with uh, with Governor Lamont is, uh, is is heating up. It's getting pretty intense. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not. They there was a threat of pulling their liquor license because yeah, I think we even know, mentioned that last week, right? So as a as a so- yeah, because as a sovereign state, we can't you know they don't have to abide by Connecticut rules because they they you know they're they're their own tribal nation. So there's not a lot of things that Lamont can hold over their head, but the Connecticut State Liquor License is one of them. That obviously did not go over particularly well. But I think one of the things that I thought was interesting was the measures that they have taken. You know, we talked last week about how, you know, Florida did a lot of things that were very logical and and some of the stuff that other states have done to try to reopen. And I just thought it was interesting to, to see some of the measures they've taken. And especially because, you know, we talk about how many people they do employ and how many people they ended up having between them and Mohegan Sun both having to let lay, lay off in in the state. Um, one of the articles talks about how they're they're uh, because of the size of the employee of the employee base, right? Obviously they're a huge contributor to the, the southeastern state of the economy. But one of the things they talk about is how low the volume of corona cases is in New, in New London County, I think is one of the lowest, if not the lowest, in Connecticut. So that was kind of the argument back for a while. Yeah, and before we even get into that, there's a lot to uh, kind of unpack on the casino stuff. The one article that I can read that you sent me, Pat, the Market Watch one, talking about yeah. the unemployment, which is tied to the casinos, especially when we start talking about southeastern Connecticut. Yeah, you know, unemployment numbers are going to swing, you know, heavily when when you have two casinos that are you know are, are probably facing huge layoffs uh, unless they can can really get up and running here. Yeah, you know, quicker than than projected, but you sent me a Market Watch article, and this is just from the other day. It's from this week, and talks about unemployment in three states, top twenty percent in April, led by Nevada, Michigan. It goes on in that article to say that Connecticut. We like to highlight the good news here. Connecticut was the state with the lowest unemployment rate at seven point nine percent, which. Contra- which is weird because it contradicts the latest report from the U.S. Department of Labor listing Connecticut among the states with the highest unemployment rate at 18. percent So yeah. I don't even understand. I don't even. I don't understand a lot of things in the last couple months. I'll tell you that I'm not smart enough to understand a lot of the stuff. But the other reason I'm I'm a little confused all the time is because we see numbers that are totally different 
all over the place for all different types of things. And this is just another one of those. Yeah, well, and I think that speaks, right? That speaks to people's reactions and, and the environment we're in right now is, is which way do you turn? What, what do you, what do you read? What do you believe? What do you pay attention to? You know, this, this quotes as the source, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, right? Which would yeah. seem to be a relevant source. Yeah. Just to be clear, Market Watch is Bur- yeah, Bureau of Labor Statistics report and then the other one which i'm picking up from nbc connecticut is uh department of labor uh right yeah u.s department of labor lists connecticut among the states with the highest unemployment at at 18 so uh, i don't know maybe it's somewhere between the 7.9 and the 18 i I would i would have to hope right i mean i'd like to think that we're seven nine but you know, the, the, when you have contradictory, yeah, Connecticut and Georgia's, I'm reading uh, some article, might be the same, Connecticut Department of Labor to give update on unemployment claims. And that has uh, us in Georgia at 18%. Doesn't Great make change. any sense. We'll do some fa- we'll do some fact checking off the air, I think. Well, it's too, I mean, it's supposed to be two legitimate sources, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Maybe they're, they're not legitimate and we'll go with the uh, U.S. Department of Labor. Hmm. So U.S. Department, they released new information that says around 2.1 million people across the country apply for unemployment. And this, that's just in the last week. 2.1 million more applying for unemployment. 41 million have now applied for aid since 41 million. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. It's, Washington uh, was at 31%, Nevada 26 And Florida was at 25 And so Washington... Nevada and Florida, Hawaii, Michigan, they're all high. California, was that in line with what Market Watch was saying? They were saying Nevada, Michigan, yeah. So so there's some similarities there, but they're way off on Connecticut. I don't know if we can get clarification on that before the end of the show, but I'd love to. Um, I'm looking at the Market Watch claims for the month of April. I wonder if that's maybe just claims made in one month. So we shot up that much in May for Connecticut? the unemployment rates for April seasonally adjusted. No, no, I think it's I think it's just who applied for unemployment, like the percentage of people that that applied in April, not the total unemployment claims for the state for the for the state, right? So like if twelve percent of people were already unemployed, another seven point nine percent applied. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I'm I'm reading. All right. So then the Department of Labor came in and sucked the wind out of that one for good news. But maybe we got some good news. Maybe not. We'll get into it on the casinos. They're de- directly uh, correlated to our unemployment numbers, certainly for Southeastern Connecticut. So we'll get into that. We'll get into Martin's money, maybe even a Joshua's limo getaway when we come back. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Still trying out all kinds of songs here, Chris. We're gonna we're gonna have that vote coming up soon. So you gotta get on this email list. You maybe have another week to do so. If you're not on the real estate radio news list yet, you've gotta do that ASAP. Just email me, Byron at oneincompany.com. We're gonna be doing a big getaway, uh, giveaway. Joshua's limos included, Martin's money, tons of Martin's money. 
get on the real estate radio newsletter. Just send me an email, Byron at oneandcompany.com. It's all spelt out, B-Y-R-O-N at oneandcompany, all spelt out, dot com. Get on the newsletter. We're doing a big giveaway, and uh, you won't miss anything that we're planning for this show. Pat, I got in. I got your password for The Current. They can't stop us. No. No, no, no. We've got the tools. We have the technology. We got it all. I am in on your articles. It's interesting. Uh, We've got such varying numbers on the unemployment in Connecticut. MarketWatch, which references the Bureau of Labor Statistics, says, and that was just April, so maybe that's where we're we're having this huge disparity. Uh, But the state with the lowest unemployment rate was Connecticut at 7.9, but but then uh, NBC Connecticut is reporting that the U.S. Department of Labor lists Connecticut among the states with the highest unemployment at 18%. This Hartford Current article that you sent me, there was 35,000 jobs, businesses, not jobs, I'm sorry, businesses closed on orders by Governor Lamont. So the the CNBC article, I'm sorry, the NBC Connecticut article is for the week ending May 9th. So that's that's a one week claim. Oh, that so that's, where, that's where the that's where the disparity. Co- okay, that makes a little more sense. That, that was gonna really bad irritate week. me. Bad week. That was, that was a tough week. That was gonna really irritate me if we couldn't figure out why these didn't make any sense. So we did. I mean, in, at least in the beginning of May, we did shoot up quite a bit because we were talking about April's numbers looking like they were low in comparison. I'd love to get the number, Pat, and maybe we can dig it up before the end of the show of where we just sit overall. You know, from yeah. start to now, where do we sit? Uh, you know, how many jobs do we actually need to get back in our own state? We know we got it. Hopefully we've got some hopeful signs that we're going to get some of these casino jobs back to some degree. But I, I talk to people that work at the casino all the time and some, most of them, Pat, that I've talked to haven't even heard like anything of when they're going to be back. And this is at both casinos, Mohegan and Foxwoods. There, there is a limited number of people getting back on this first uh, potential reopening of, of June 1. Yeah, I think there's going to be some, it, it's going to be tough, right? I mean, like you you think about all of your trips in and around Mohegan Sun, whether it's to go gamble or, or drink or go meet friends or, or do something, you know, have dinner and, and all of your interactions, you're never ever far enough away from someone. Uh, you know, people, it's depending on the time of day. I think one of the things that they're going to do is in the article is, uh, like casinos in California are not going to serve alcohol, which is one of the conversations that they're having with the casinos here, because the argument being said that uh, you're taking off your mask constantly back and forth, if you're, especially if you're walking around because you can walk around with a casino with a cocktail, is that you're taking off your mask while you're doing that, then you're drinking and you're, you know, you're, you're increasing all the risks. Is that the, I mean, the reason for the no drink? What's the reason for doesn't want anyone drinking? Why the heck would you go to a casino if you can't drink? Precisely. I think... <laughs> Well, also too, I think that's where like that's where a lot of revenue comes from, right? So like it's it's what's the driver? A, it's a, it's a foot traffic driver because I mean the idea of sitting in you know a place that allows smoking and we talked about this real quick last week. Like if you're unless you're like in the non-smoking part of this, you know, you're just you're exposing yourself to a lot of other things as well, and then to not be able to have a cocktail or a beer or something, again, it seems strange. I, I don't know if I'm maybe I'm not the world's best gambler. I guess I don't, I don't know. Some people are really interested, but like not uh, letting people smoke seems a lot more logical than not letting people drink to me in a casino because the smoking you're like blowing your air all you're purposely blowing all over the place blowing into the air 
and then you can actually just see the smoke travel when you're in the casino. So you're going to have like masks and smoke and are they allowing people to smoke or? I think so. I'm looking, I'm looking through it now. So, so that was obviously not, there's no, the, that's the threat in Connecticut is no alcohol. That's not a thing yet. California is already enforcing that right now in the casinos. That was the threat, and that was what Lamont was was trying he to said argue. He, was that he? I think Lamont said, and I think I heard it over one of the breaks that he hopes there's no drinking, or he would encourage no drinking. Yeah, and that's where that vague kind of threat of pulling the liquor license, which was sort of in passing, but it was still something that was you know, it went on the record, and you got to be careful with what, how you, especially organizations the size of Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods. He's been inc- uh, he's in he's been incredibly reactionary to. Like, hey, we're opening up hair salons, and then no, 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 no. A lot of us don't want to open. No, no, no. Never mind. You're not opening. Like, there's been so yeah. many instances like that where he's gotten like pushback, whether it's lobbyists or whoever, and then he's completely went the other direction the next day. I think that you, you could probably say that about m- most states, but you know, we're obviously following Connecticut a little bit closer. He, he's been very reactionary. Did you see that Kat Thibodeau from from last week from Modern, the the, the young lady who the own, who owns Modern that we talked about some yeah. last week? She actually made it onto Fox Business News. They actually interviewed her live on TV. I mean, really? it's become that big of a deal. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It's interesting, man. Like it's. Well, that was it, a great job done by a local leader. We talked about it last week. Danielle Cheeseboro, yeah. bro of uh, the Stonington First Select Woman. She just her and the whole crew there. You know, everybody making decisions, using common sense, going actually down physically to the location, checking it out, ensuring the safety and signing off on it, despite recommendations that were different from the state. They in that that's really that's leadership right there, because, you know, your local community better than anybody. And then you're actually on the front lines, getting your hands dirty. Great job by Stonington in that instance. Yeah, I mean, do do you want to? Would you rather be? Would you rather go down as having fought the state in an attempt to keep a local merchant uh, afloat, or would you rather have an empty building that needs a tenant that now has a landlord who's not collecting any money, who then can't continue to do his part of the business while the local business has failed? I mean, that's that's those are the two alternatives, right? So, um, I think definitely kudos to to Danielle for for stepping up and doing. I mean, it's not like they just haphazardly did it either. It wasn't that there was. Oh, forget it. You guys are fine. I mean, she brought Ledge Light Health District in. All the protocols were in place. Kat Thibodeau, you know, the, the owner, spent a ton of money. She took all of the necessary steps. Um, you know, I know we're harping on on one or two particular cases, but something like that, I think, is just that needs to that needs to happen. That we're we're struggling. The state. I mean, you talk about that article that we. Sorry, the uh, you know the state that we looked at. Um, you know, you end up with. Uh, with these numbers that are just huge. I mean, we'll dive into those probably, you know, a little further in the next segment, but like some of the, the, the decreases in economics, the unbelievable dollar amounts attached to what our economy is taking for a hit is, is crazy. I mean, some of the, some of the money doesn't even seem like it's real money, but you know, it's, it's this craziness that we're going through. I don't know. I think we need to, we need to keep doing a better job in fighting. I mean, I, I pulled it up while we were talking. One of the arguments that the casinos made is the, is the low number of instances of COVID-19 in New London County. Um, it's not Fairfield. It's not Hartford. It's not New Haven County. There's just over a thousand cases of confirmed COVID cases in New Haven County. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in New London County New London. versus Fairfield, Hartford, uh, and New Haven all have well north of 10,000 each. You know, so the, the, there's 42,000 confirmed cases 25,000 of them are, I'm sorry, 35,000 of them are between Fairfield, Hartford, and New Haven. 
and New London County is so low on the list. And I think that's an interesting argument. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've got to be honest. I'm following the economic side of things way more than I am the health side of things because I actually had I had a doctor's appointment during the week, and I said to, you know, she said, well, the doctor said this, and there was like a couple doctors involved. One of them said something else. I said, listen, one thing I've learned over the last three months is you're not going to get a straight answer out of it. You can line up 10 doctors, and you're not getting a straight answer. So I kind of have given up on you know, really trying to figure out the whole health side of things and the numbers. It, it's just the numbers are different. And, you know, there was a, a meme I saw. You lined up 10 blue states and 10 red states, and, and the numbers of, of, like, you're talking about uh, cases, corona cases, were dramatically different in in scale and, and in count. You know, the top 10 states were, like, all blue. The bottom 10 were all red. Uh, you know, maybe they're counting differently. Maybe it's warmer states. Nobody knows, right? And yeah. so it's very hard to figure out. Uh, I think people got to got to make their own decisions, right? That's part of being in America is making your own decisions. But economically, it's clear that what we've done the last two or these numbers are staggering, and it, so it's clear what we're doing the last two or three months is not going to work for our economy, both locally here in Connecticut and on a national level. It, it's just not working. So there, there has to be an opportunity to open up. And when, and you know, going back to some of the contradictions that we've heard out there, when you go out and tell people you're opening up on a certain date and multiple businesses have made huge investments in those opening dates and then are told, oh, you can't do it that way, the money's already spent. How are they ever going to be able to afford to bring on payroll when they're, you're, now that you've got them wasting their money on different things to safely reopen that they never had to invest in in the infrastructure before? Oh, nope, you can't, you can't open or you can't do it that way. It's very confusing. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like, listen, there's, there's things that we can all do and, and we all have to make our own decisions, but you know, being aware of what those decisions mean for other people at every level is important, right? So like, you know, we talk about you, you know, you and I, I think have slightly different views on I'm, I'm in no rush to go spend time with people because other people don't pay attention, right? You and I can do the face masks and, and wash our hands and, you know, try to limit contact and stay away from people. But the three people who decide not to, uh, you know, our favorite uh, punching bag recently has been grocery stores because they're trying to enforce these rules, but I don't know how successful yeah. any of them have really been. They're just, it's tough. Like they don't really have any teeth, right? The whole, you have to wear a face covering and stay six feet away. They can put stickers down and they can do all the things. But if Joe Schmo decides he's not going to pay attention to that because of whatever his opinion about it is, then what are they going to do? I mean, you know, well, Pat, to your, to your point about worried about like other people making decisions, you know, that that's a, an interesting angle because you, you're me, we're in control of our own decision-making. And so you know, there's no rule against like the grocery. I don't want to go into the grocery stores if I don't have to personal yeah. choice. I prefer to wait in a empty parking lot. We're lucky in some of these Connecticut shoreline towns, like how less dense it is in other areas of the country. And I enjoy waiting outside for my curbside pickup. And I was in fact doing that this week at an establishment and waiting just for my takeout food pad as I often do outside minding my own business I was I was 30 yards away from people yeah 
And this lady is also waiting. She kept like, I could see her. She keeps getting closer to me. Keep, kept getting closer and closer and closer. And she was wearing a mask. Not like close, like up in my space, but like close enough to be able to say hello. And then I'm like, okay, here it comes. She's going to do it. She wants to start a conversation. She starts talking to me, asking me, oh my gosh, how are you doing? How's your family? We don't, I'm like, do I know her? Nope. We don't know, know each other. But she's asking me a lot of questions about just how I'm doing life, this and that. And eventually, about five minutes into this really nice conversation we're having, she's like, I got to ask you, why aren't you wearing a mask? Aren't you supposed to be wearing a mask? I said, the guidelines kind of read if you're, if you can maintain social distancing, then you, you, you don't, you know, or, you know, if, if you go inside a business and they, and they're asking you to wear one, you absolutely have to do that, right? But uh, yeah, I'm outside and, and I can maintain social distance. She's like, but we're having a conversation. I said, you started the conversation. And then I started backing away, Pat, and I said, listen, I don't need to talk to you. I'm waiting for my tuna sandwich, by the way. I, I didn't need to have this conversation, honestly. And so it's like there's a little bit of that, like, too, there's too much judgment. Just mind your own business. I guess to your point, not everybody does mind their own business, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that, right? My, my joke has been for a long time that the only thing that spreads faster than this virus is stupid because people just make bad decisions or just don't think. They don't think through the decision that they're making, but then we get up in arms about something and it just, it, you know, what, however you want to approach it. But listen, as long as you're not endangering someone else with your decisions, I don't know that I really care about your yeah. decisions, to be honest with you. Like, whoever these people, like, do your thing. All right, real, do your thing. real Estate Radio, stay with us. We're going to fix the economy before noon. At least throw out some ideas up against the wall. Call us if you'd like, 860-464-9490. We'll give away some of Martin's money after the break. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. Real Estate Radio, we are back. Byron Lazine, one in company, William Ravis Real Estate, along with Pat Kenny of Barnum Plans. We're talking about the Connecticut economy. Can't get a straight number. Maybe we'll find it here before the end of the show on the exact unemployment number. I mean, we, we've got numbers like claims. We were one of the highest in the first week of May. Looks like, this, uh, looks like we do have a number, though, here, Pat, from March 13th to May 18th unemployment claims. That one there should be that one there should be our total. We can go to May 18th. Yeah. It's about two months. So two months uh, we, we all know the story. Many businesses shut down due to the outbreak and yeah, I think we could go with that number. We give away some Martin's money off of that. Yeah, regardless of whether we Let's just let's just pick that that is that's the number, regardless of which one's right, wrong or otherwise. But this will be the resource we take. I think something interesting in this is that, you know, talking about the effect of the casinos. Right. If you look at the last line in that that little blurb, Norwich took the biggest hit amongst Connecticut municipalities with thirty seven hundred and eighteen unemployed workers filing claims. I, uh, I feel like their proximity to the casinos and you know, as someone who's from Norwich, the number of people that live in Norwich that work at those casinos. I feel like that's got to be a huge driver just to give you some idea of how much of an impact those two places have on the labor market. Especially for Norwich with, 
exactly your point that two casinos that people are living in Norwich that work at both casinos for sure. So, yeah. So hang on, I'm going to do a quick, uh, not for the radio listeners here. I apologize, but, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to show, uh, I'll send you real quick, Byron. I'm looking at the Connecticut department of labor, labor market information website. This is from the state of Connecticut. This is their own numbers. And they say Connecticut in April was 7.9% unemployment, which goes back to the, to the first article from market watch. That so says that's an accurate lowest. number. We got two, two sources now. Yeah. Well, one's the, one's the actual state. So I'm going to use, I'm going to assume that we're okay versus the national average, which is noticeably higher. I'll send you this here real quick for April. But where do we sit for the whole thing? Uh, what do we do? We sit for the whole thing. It does not. So we got to find that number. We got to find the numbers. We got to find the percentage for this whole thing. We got a number here for total unemployment claims from March 13th to May 18th. That's a huge number. Huge number. Yeah, I think when you remember, don't forget the scale too, right? I mean, think about like Connecticut, you know, we're not that big. <laughs> so some of these numbers like, you know, percentage-wise are, are already impressive. But when you actually look at like the, the full-on just number, it's pretty ridiculous how, how high those things are. Yeah, I mean, this this is a big chunk of Connecticut's population, this number that we're looking at here from just March 13th to May 18th. Yeah, for sure. I'm t- it's weird. This, so the stats that I found are all monthly, so I just sent you that. So at least you can take a look at that first. But uh, I'll keep researching here a little bit while, while we're... All right. While you're doing that, Pat, we've got to we've got to do the one and company weekly rewind. So maybe you can pull that number. Eight, six, oh, four, six, four, ninety four, ninety is the phone number over here. If you want to jump into the conversation or line up to get a little bit of Martin's money, we're going to give some Martin's money away to some of our great local restaurants. Uh, Certainly sign up for the Real Estate Radio newsletter. We're giving away a big package that includes a Joshua's limo getaway. That's Byron at oneandcompany.com to sign up for that. Uh, but before we do all this, let's get the one and company at William Ravis Real Estate Weekly Rewind. And here we go. We had three new listings. Seven Westminster Street, number seven in New Haven. Looking for a condo in New Haven under 130000 Seven Westminster Street, in New Haven could be the one for you. That's a new listing. We also have 273 Pendleton Hill Road in North Stonington. Brand new listing. I mean, this one is ridiculous. 950000 is the price tag. Uh, just 28, just over 28 acres of property. So if you're looking for your own compound, 273 Pendleton Hill Road in North Stonington. Just came on the market with over 28 acres, 950000 And then our third listing of the week, four Homestead Circle in Old Lime on for 429 Potential to subdivide. You got a little bit of water view. Four Homestead Circle Old Lime on the market for 429000 Those are the three new listings. We had eight under contracts for the week. Branford East Haddam. Brantford again, North Haven, Groton, Clinton, East Haven, and New Haven were the eight under contracts for the week. And three closings, one in Guilford, one in New Haven, and one in North Haven. If you have any questions about buying or selling real estate, you can contact us at oneandcompany.com. That's all spelt out, O-N-E-A-N-D, company.com. 
oneandcompany.com. You can email me, Byron at oneandcompany.com. And definitely email me to get on the Real Estate Radio newsletter. We're doing a bunch of giveaways there. 860-464-9490 is the number. We're going to give away some of Martin's money. Maybe we're going to tie it to the percentage of unemployment numbers if we can actually verify. We thought we had that number before the show and then realized there's numbers all over the place. They're chopping them up week by week, day by day. I can tell you what the number is based off of our population. It's that's a scary number here in Connecticut. Yeah, so we had a so the, the there is no there's no annual accounting for it, but there is the thing that I just sent you does show every month by month breakdown back to 1985. So we got a pretty good pretty good track record here. Uh, so in March, we had a 3.4% unemployment rate in the state of Connecticut versus 4.4 in the US. So we were doing better than the rest of the country was. Uh, in April, our total unemployment rate was up to 7.9, which is you know a substantial jump from 3.4 versus the U.S. at 14.7, right? So we're still doing a lot better than the rest of the country. May, we don't have yet, right? Because we're obviously we're still in the middle of the month. So that would be the interesting spike. I think the some of the, the big numbers we were looking at are, uh, those are ongoing claims, right? So that's the number of people that are now unemployed. I think one of the other numbers that we saw was the number of people making new claims, which is that 18% number. So that's that's a, that's going to be a spike, which will obviously will work itself into that 7.9. Uh, what's going to be interesting to see is is where those numbers land for the for the month. So I think probably in a couple of shows, I don't know if we'll be ready for next week, but I think after that we should have, we should be able to touch back on that and figure out where we ended up. Um, I mean, the last time we had unemployment numbers this high in Connecticut was uh, back in middle of 2013. So we've on a pretty good run for for seven years. Con, you know, continuously reducing our unemployment rate and, and increasing the employment in the state. But then obviously the spike here, you know, which is kind of unavoidable. It's not really too much we can do about that. But um, I think getting those casinos reopened at least to some functional degree and getting some of the small businesses that we've talked about in the past, you know, whether it's salons and, and spas and those kind of things that have, have really worked hard to try to get ready to get organized. I think getting them back into the uh, into the swing of things will we'll make a huge dent in that number. We've got Joyce from Killingworth joining us. Joyce, how are you? Good. Excellent. Joyce, are you uh, are you doing good today? Uh, yeah, I was good. just trying to call up to see if I could. You want some of Martin's money? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's all right. That's all good. Uh, I don't get out, and uh, I have a hard time getting groceries and stuff, so I thought, well, I Absolutely. would just try. Where, hey, where have you been getting your groceries? You could shoot up to uh, the Essex. They're they're doing a bunch of takeout stuff. Maybe we'll oh, hook I you up. Did. You're in Killingworth? Let's hook you right. up over there. Los Charles and the Essex. Oh. They got the Essex market going. So have you ever been there? No, I haven't. So it's in, it's in like the Ivoryton, right? Would you consider that almost downtown Ivoryton, Pat? Uh, Centerbrook. Centerbrook, like, I mean. Centerbrook, yeah. yeah. Right, right across from the Centerbrook cheese shop. So so you go over and uh, you're going to see Chef Colt Taylor. We're going to send you a gift card. And they've got this thing going called the Essex Market. You can get like milk and eggs. and but Or you can just get some of their great sandwiches they're doing. Their Los Charros side of things is doing tacos. We're going to get you a gift card over there. And uh, it's it's right right up the uh, back roads for you. That'll be an easy drive for you, Joyce. So. Oh, okay. Well, I can look it up in the computer, but I know I'm having a hard time getting people to, to deliver, and, you know, um, it's just hard in Killingworth, actually. There's nothing really going on. Kill- Killingworth is, is uh, still quiet? <laughs> Backwards. 
All right, Joyce. Uh, we're sending you a gift card. Martin's money. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thank you very stay on, much. Stay on the line so we can get your info. Okay. Thank you. That could be could be perfect for just right up uh just right up the road. Oh, that'd be perfect. I gotta go see uh Colt here. We gotta do a lobster review. If you haven't checked out the lobster review, go over to Facebook.com forward slash one and company real estate. We've done two now. We've done two lobster reviews. This is the first summer we've ever done a lobster review show. Myself and Nicole White of One and Company. We've reviewed uh Lobster Landing in Clinton, which is number one on so many Connecticut lists. And we've also reviewed uh, Lenny and Joe's in New Haven. But we've got to go up and see Colt. Colt's been, like, begging me. He's, he keeps tagging me on Instagram. He's like, we've got the best lobster roll. you you got to come up here. So we're going to go check that out. We're going to check out all the favorites. We could even do that on this show, Pat. Get people's, get people's favorite lobster rolls. More data for the lobster roll review show. Well, you, you got to have you got to have the info, right? Because, I mean... First of all, it very much like we did. Don't forget, like our controversial, one of the most popular shows was the pizza that we did. Oh, the pizza with, one. That was, I mean, that was there was, there was the a lot going on there, but I still, I still vehemently disagree with that poll. I'd much, I much prefer your hands-on approach where we get it straight from, uh, straight from the source, not, not through this, uh, this crazy poll information where who was, it was a current, was it, it was the current, wasn't it? It was the current that did the, uh, did the review that we disagreed with. So yeah, so it was terrible. Like, just like I don't like how they're breaking out these the current how they're breaking out these numbers right now. The the number we keep referencing though from uh, March thirteenth to May eighteenth is five hundred thirty one thousand unemployment claims. If you just run that number against our population, it's like almost fifteen percent of our population made unemployment claims from March thirteenth to May eighteenth. And I think one of the things that's interesting too is that, that I would be curious to get some clarity on, and you really can't is that big spike in April and then into, you know, the beginning of May here, how much of that is, is, is delayed because of the issues with the, with the claim site. I mean, I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard the same thing as I have, where just trying to make a claim for unemployment was a nightmare for, especially early on. But uh, I think just this goes, we talk about this, the systems are just so overwhelmed, not just in Connecticut, just overall, because they just, nobody was prepared for this influx of claims that I wonder if, if some of that is just, is getting backlogged where the initial claims were X amount and then the system was just totally overwhelmed and nobody could make a new claim. I'm not really sure if that has an influence on it. I wouldn't be surprised if it did though. We have 43% unemployment in jobs that were public facing restaurants, salons, museums, you know, uh, businesses like that. Yeah. 43% unemployment. And that, that would include the casinos obviously, which we're talking about. And yeah, we did and confirm just, on Facebook, by the way, you, you're not going to be able to smoke at these casinos when they reopen. I think that's a good thing. I think that's common sense. Yeah, I just resent you uh, the, the like the reopening. Uh, the, uh, actually, another current article, but uh, without fanfare, Connecticut scaled back casinos are set to reopen on Monday. This article is from this morning at 6 a.m. And it talks about how uh, no smoking, uh, there's going to be straws for everybody so that you don't have to actually remove your mask to drink. Which could be interesting. Um, I saw on TV, or no, I don't think it was on TV, on the internet, I saw somebody's trying to get this mask patent where like you're sitting at a restaurant and the, the mouth keeps opening up and down and then you're shoveling your fork into this dirty mask and you know, a, food's uh, like oh. dropping down into the chin of the mask and just sitting there for who knows how long. It was the most disgusting looking invention I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's, that's... Just leave it alone. Just leave it be. 
It's terrible. Uh, so Mohegan's going to bring back 1,500 employees, about one-third of its workforce, uh, and Foxwoods will bring on about 2,500 people. So, so the patrons have to wear a mask in the casinos is, is what we're – is what it's looking like, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And then I, I think I have to assume Foxwoods is going to do the same thing. Mohegan has already like, they, and they've even showed videos where they have. First of all, they're going to limit the number of entrances, right? So instead of being able to come into five hundred and thirty-seven different doors, you can only come in X amount. There's going to be directional traffic flow to keep people coming in one and out the other, so that you're not know, walking past each other. And they have these uh, these very very high tech, very expensive, um, no touch uh, thermometers where there's a display screen. And it's like an infrared thermometer. So as you're walking by, it can tell if your body heat is too high or too low. Um, yeah. And then they're asking for common sense, right? If you have a fever, if you have a new cough, uh, I think one of the things is like, if you have a, like, if you're having a difficulty tasting things recently, like those are all kind of these symptoms. If you have any of those symptoms, just don't come in. Like we have a, down here in downtown Milford, we have a, a, a restaurant with a very large outdoor space, been around for a long time. Stonebridge, I, I, know, I know you know it, Byron, yep. uh, has been around for a long time. They have a sign on the outside that says, do you have a fever, a cough, or a couple of those things? And it says, please don't come in. Like, just just be smart about it. Like, if you think you might have something, even if you don't feel that bad, just do everybody else a favor as well and just stay home until you feel better. Like, yeah. Just I mean, be if smart. I, if you have a fever, I don't I don't even know before this that anybody would... Would like you in, the, in their knowing, place. <laughs> knowingly have a fever and and decide I'm going to go out and, and infect other people. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. That one doesn't make sense either. All right, we got one more. When we, uh, we come back, we'd like to give away some more of Martin's money as well. 860-464-9490. Love to hear from you and uh, hook you up with a gift card to a local restaurant. Stay with us. Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. <laughs> Just to follow up a little bit on what we were just talking about on the break here. And if you do want to check out the break conversations ever, we usually stream this on Facebook every week, facebook.com forward slash one and company real estate. Uh, We were actually talking about the market here locally, the real estate market. And that's totally me. I'm still, I'm still streaming over there. We're good. Don't worry. Jill's got you. Jill's Jill's got got my back. I, I leave. I, Chris did such a great job figuring this whole thing out, how we can we can stream pad in virtually and then still stream on Facebook and and I'm the one here screwing it up, not muting my, my damn computer. You got one job. Come on, bro. But the market has, has really been incredible to watch the real estate market locally. The entire MLS pat for April twenty twenty is up in sales price. Sales price. Median Sales price up 12.7%. That's for all of Connecticut in the MLS. Uh, Holy cow. Average sale price is up 3.5% April 2020. And one of the driving factors is new listings is down 55%. So the inventory that, that is out there is getting bid up because of the lack of inventory. So if you have somebody that's thinking about selling... You couldn't have a better, a more perfect storm right now. 
you've got low inventory and you've got probably probably more buyer demand certainly in the average price point than we've had really in in any recent memory uh and you've got really cheap money you got really cheap money i'm just looking at some of these stats we, we were kind of going over it but uh, you know, we, we just got out of the one in company weekly rewind and I, I know I had forgotten to mention a new listing in Montville for Driscoll drive in Montville, which went on this week at 249,000. Uh, I forgot to mention that on the list, but that one is another case of 17 showings from, uh, Thursday when it went on to midday Friday and multiple offers by midday Friday. So that's what you're seeing because of this lack of inventory. So if you're like, Hey, I'm going to. I'm going to sell when the Rony Rona is done with, and that'll be the good time to sell. It's actually here in Connecticut with the lack of inventory. So April uh, inventory was down 55% for the entire MLS in Connecticut. I could break that down. And if you're interested in any county, you can call in here before we sign off and, and just name the county. I can give you the, the, the stats for your county or your town. Um, like New Haven County kind of followed the trend here for the MLS over 50% of listing inventory is down but sale price is up nine percent that's new haven right uh um, wow let me look at new london county i know we got a lot of new london county up over 10 percent in median sales price for the month of april so wow not yeah. a lot of inventory if you're a seller go over to oneandcompany.com Email me if you'd like, Byron at oneandcompany.com. You could always text me, 860-941-2755. If you want to call the show and get some of Martin's money before we sign off, that's 860-464-9490. 860-464-9490. We got some more of Martin's money to give away. And uh, hopefully you call in and grab some of that. If not, me and Pat will use it. We'll just keep so, stocking it up. So we got we got a... Yeah, we got more inventory on the on gift cards than there is in houses in the state right now. We got it all. Yeah, and we're Just and we're gonna on to it. and we're gonna do a huge giveaway here in the next couple of weeks. Make sure you're on the real estate radio newsletter, Byron at oneandcompany.com if you want to get put on that newsletter because that's where our next big giveaway is gonna happen, right on the email. So that's Byron at oneandcompany.com to get on the real estate radio newsletter. So it's funny. I just I looked it up while we were talking a little bit, right? So remember last year, kind of middle of summer, end of summer, we did a, a we did a show. I think it was actually a podcast. I think it was your podcast with Fay. and we were talking about how crazy low interest rates were. And we'd uh, we talked to our buddy uh, our Don Valentis, our other friend there, our other mortgage lender, and we had these shows about how crazy low interest rates were, and and you know it was all baked in, and now is a great time to refinance and buy a new home, blah, whatever. That was in the range of three six to three eight. That's kind of that where that was fluctuating, and mortgage rates in the month of April were three point three. So we yeah. did a whole hour long show about how great it was, and now we're a half a percent lower, even again. Pat, I know I know people in the last week that have gotten three. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm talking about thirties, right? So you can definitely do better on like a fifteen or a. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, depending on your situation and who you're working with, you could do better. Um, but we they've they've stuck throughout this in the beginning of this pad. It was very rocky because they were changing the guidelines the first couple yep. weeks because there's you know everybody there was so much uncertainty. But throughout the last eight weeks, the rates have been really low and they've just sat there. Yeah, 
And they're actually yeah, projecting them long term to continue to be low throughout this year and maybe even lower next year. Fannie and Freddie were, were projecting you could see it drop under 3% next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jerome Powell, the, the chair of the Federal Reserve Bank, is, is continuously reinforced that they're not going to raise rates like the federal the federal lending rate, which obviously is a direct driver to what the uh, the mortgage rates are. And he said he's not going to move those for quite some time. Chris so just be... typed on the screen, rapid fire, two minutes left. I think we got a caller, right? Put the caller on name and where are you calling from? Rapid fire caller. Name and where are you from? Uh, B.W. from North Stonington. B.W.? B? B.W. B.W. I love it. B.W., what's going on with you? You want... I'm I'm always working hard, just like you are. <laughs> and love I always that. do your show every Saturday. I don't call all the time, but I do uh, listen to it. And you always give some nice information about real estate. And the greatest thing is that you're always positive. Oh, thank you. We try to stay positive, and we're, we're working hard to continue to do that. And B.W., appreciate the nice things you said. Stay in the line. We're going to get you some of Martin's money, get you hooked up with a great local restaurant. Thanks for calling in, B.W. Real Estate Radio, the voice of positivity on the airwaves. That's us. The voice of positivity. Join the newsletter because we're going to have some real big-time positive giveaways that include Joshua's limo. It'll include Martin's money, include a bunch of wine. Huge package. One of the biggest since we've done the home show. So join the newsletter. That's Byron at oneandcompany.com. Just put in the subject line, I want on the newsletter. Pat, good show. Have a good weekend. Enjoy this weather. Absolutely. Everybody stay safe, stay sane, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Pat, you want to check him out during the week, go over to barnumplans.com. You can come check us out. Or just go to the go to my email so you can get on the newsletter, byron at oneandcompany.com. Be well, be healthy, and enjoy, my friends. Real Estate Radio, we'll see you next week. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk.